When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow! I feel good. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Men's, our next guest is brought to us by Tyre Power. The holiday getaway sale is on now with huge value on Falcon Wild Peak All-Terrain Tyres. And this man, uh, what he doesn't know about football in Australia, no one else knows. Uh, Andy Harper, thanks for joining us on Sports Day SA. That's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Andy, the... Matildas play two games against Canada Friday and Saturday. Uh, what are these games in preparation for? Uh, well, the, uh, the Matildas have got uh, um, qualifiers for the Olympic Games coming up in February. Now, they've just, in Perth a month or so ago, played uh, through the Chinese Taipei, Iran yes. uh, and Philippines matches to, to qualify for this final stage, which is in February, a playoff against Uzbekistan. So... That's what's on the horizon for them. And, of course, Canada, the reigning Olympic gold medalist, will, produce, will, 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 um, will present a really good opposition uh, in preparation for that. And it will just round out, apart from everything else, an incredible 2023 for the Matildas. It certainly will. So, Andy, will there be a bit of rivalry and potential revenge here for Canada, who we knocked ah. out 4-0 in the FIFA Women's yeah. World Cup? Well, um, that's up to Canada. <laughs> the Matildas are in a great place at the moment. Canada, not so. I mean, they went into that World Cup, uh, as I said before, as, uh, as the current Olympic champions, um, with a lot of really good players playing with a lot of our girls, actually, in the, in the top leagues in Europe, etc. Um, but their World Cup campaign, it seems, from the outside looking in, was overtaken by an off-field spat with the Federation about pay, etc., um, it's the only thing I can put it down to because for a team of that quality to not get out of the group stage, I mean, the, the Matildas, as good as the World Cup was, struggled to get out of the group as well. Let's face it, that Canada game was pivotal uh, and Canada were just terrible and the Matildas too good. Uh, and so the question for the Matildas is what sort of Canada confronts them on the weekend um, because they're going to have to show a marked improvement, obviously, going into the Paris Olympics next year, for which they've already qualified. This is the Matildas... Uh, are yet to qualify. That'll happen in February, as I said. Um, but the Canadians have qualified them in the US out of that part of the world, and and they need to get back on the horse quick, smart, because the World Cup was a disaster for them. So, Andy, on to the Matildas. We what sort of lineup are we expected to see? Because we know that Kerr, Arnold, Grant, and McNamara are all out of these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Sam Kerr and Mackenzie Arnold are the only regular starters, first eleven players. Uh, Charlie Grant. Um, whom I love and has done fantastic at South Australia Girl, but she's um, 
basically second fiddle to Ellie Carpenter. Um, of course, you could debate whether she should be second fiddle or she should be the starter, but that's a good discussion to have. Now, what, what we know with Tony Gustafsson is um, he rarely, he rarely, I can't think ever, to be honest, but rarely, to cut in some slack, goes into these things experimenting overtly. So I think uh, outside of Sam and Mackenzie, who's made the number one jersey her own, then it'll be the, the strongest available squad. The question is who comes in for them. Tegan Micah, I'd assume, will come in as goalkeeper. And then um, maybe Amy Sayer to play up front for Sam Kerr. And the rest would be as one might expect it to be. You mentioned Gustafson. Uh, there's been a bit of r- rumours around that he might have another job coming up for shortly yeah. down the track. Um, if he accepts that job with the Swedish national team, how does that affect Australian football? Well, we just move on. You know, the strength... Um, and, and the, look, the coach deserves credit. Yes. Coaching teams to, to the bronze medal playoff um, at the Olympics and then the semi-finals at the World Cup. You deserve credit that's going to come your way. But, but uh, at the same time, the strength of this team is the players. Yes. And so we just move on. I mean, um, it, it doesn't perturb me as a fan... Um, being involved in the game, that, that Gustafsson is throwing his hat in for other jobs. Um, the problem he might face is, not from the public, who are thinking, well, if you keep saying how much you love the Matildas, but you keep looking for other jobs, how much do we believe you? Um, but that, that's water off a duck's back in, in this world. The, the bigger issue is how he manages that inside the dressing room with the, with the players. Now, in this situation, these sorts of situations, most players are pretty transactional, pretty pragmatic. Uh, he's the coach while he's here. We enjoy it. We do as well as we can. If he decides to move on, that's his business and we'll get on with it. But there equally are other personalities in any dressing room who would be uncomfortable with the perceived inconsistencies of, yes, I love this team. I'm totally committed, but, it, but also I'm looking for another job. Um, doesn't bother me. It's going to get under the skin of a lot of fans. But the big, most important thing is how the, the players, who are the most important in this whole mix, how they respond to it. So onto the players, Andy. The FIFA Women's World Cup in this season or this year, the fanfare around that was incredible here in Australia. Yeah. Now they've gone back yeah. and they're playing for their club team. How have the likes of Mary Fowler, Mackenzie Arnold, Ellie Carpenter, you mentioned those players gone since they've uh, since that World Cup here in Australia? Yeah, pretty well. I mean, Mary Fowler finished last season at Manchester City, not playing a lot, a few injuries, had a a World Cup and has played more to start this campaign. Of course, the big mover in the Women's Super League in England has been Kyra Cooney-Cross and moved to Arsenal from her club in Sweden and it's taken her a while to win the favour of the coach, but for the last three or four weeks she's been in there starting 11, keeping some very seasoned professionals out of the team and doing brilliantly. Claire Wheeler, um, we haven't seen a lot of Claire Wheeler, but, but you know she's methodically and quietly going about her own career and is playing regularly for Everton. Uh, Tegan Micah just made her debut for Liverpool. Um, so the girls have, it, the girls in, in uh, Scandinavia, because of the seasonal differences, most of them are looking to move, and we haven't really seen them settle, particularly since the World Cup. Um, but the girls in Western Europe, they're straight back into it and firing. I want to ask you about uh, the success of the Matildas and how that's affecting women's football, especially, I guess, the youth leagues. Has, has there been a rapid growth in that area? Oh, look, I think the response has been huge. We're actually not going to be able to test it completely until February, March next year when people sign up for the winter competitions. Most, Although soccer over summer um, 
is still very, very popular. A lot of six-a-side summer competitions going right around the country for men and women all ages. It's a, it's a 12-month-a-year proposition. But the real, the real numbers um, will be generated when it's registration time next year for the winter season, and that's when we'll get a big indication. I think it, there's going to be a huge spike. I mean, the game's been growing with, um, sig- by significant percentages year on year over recent years anyway without the Women's World Cup and its success. So you can only imagine... Uh, the injection that's going to give the whole thing. They play at Starlight Stadium in British Columbia. Uh, do you know much about the stadium and what sort of crowd no. will they expect? No, nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Same as hopefully us. They'll get a decent, yeah, well, hopefully they'll get a decent crowd. I mean, you know, the Canadian women's team is, is, is a big thing in, Canadian, in, in, the, in the matrix of Canadian sports, similar to the Matildas, although without that huge spike last year. Plus, the other thing for Canada is um, these, these two matches are serving as a farewell for one of the game's greats, Christine Sinclair. She's played over 350 games for Canada. Um, she's 40. She's had 28, 24 years in the national team. She has been one of the leading players in women's football on the globe. And I suspect, I hope, for her sake uh, and for what she's achieved and what she represents, there will be a big turnout of Canadian fans to say cheerio, to watch two great teams play, Canada and Australia, to watch a lot of female superstars play, but also to send off one of their own with real fanfare. I hope, I hope Christine gets that because um, she's been a huge contributor. Andy, we talked about the success of the World Cup. I'd love to know what your opinion is on this. How concerning is it for the women's game in soccer with AFLW here in Australia the WBBL, mm. there's a lot more money going into cricket, into the IPL over there. How concerning are the other mm. codes for women's soccer? Well, it's, not, it's just, it's no point being concerned about it. It's just Australia. I mean, there are so many things on offer. Yep. Um, and soccer in Australia doesn't have the same commercial support as other sports that you've mentioned. And, and that's just our reality. Yep. Um, what we tend to find with soccer is that just the sheer popularity of the game means it becomes, it is very resilient and it's almost, apart from on the margins, it's almost impervious um, to, to the developments in other sports. My view is so long as people are playing something, I don't care. Yeah. Um, my, my, if, if I was to be pushed, naturally I'd, I'd want them to be playing soccer because I think for Australia, as we've seen with the World Cup, you know, the international kudos you get from being good at this game is, I, I, look, I, I mean, I, AFL doesn't even... It's not even a blip on the radar by comparison. Now, that's not to rain on AFL's parade. It's a great game. It's our game. A lot of people love it, love playing it, blah, blah, blah. It just has no international profile. Correct. Um, And that's not being contentious. It's a statement of fact. Mm. Um, And and having a a wonderfully successful AFLW does very little for Australia on the international sporting map. That's a fact. Um, That doesn't mean it's a better or worse game than soccer. It's just doesn't have the global reach, whereas the Matildas... I mean, Sam Kerr is a bona fide superstar yep. around the planet. Mary Fowler will be the next one. Yep. And Australia, really, it's not about soccer being concerned. It's what does Australia want to prioritise? Yeah, you know, do, do we want to push our international case and reputation through the likes of a Mary Fowler? Um, um, or, or are we just happy for this bun fight at home, perceived bun fight between sports clawing over each other for funding and money and attention and all those other things? It's just... It's the way it is in Australia, but but if uh, if fair income want to be something in the in the world of sport, then you, you play the world sports, the big ones. Yeah, it's a it's a really good point you make, Andy. We take on Canada. Where can we watch, and what time will it be on? It's a 
it might be a convenient time, but it's not stupid o'clock for a change, watching our <laughs> national teams overseas. Comes through mid-afternoon on Saturday on Channel 10, Paramount Plus as well. Um, it's 2 o'clock the kickoff, I think, Eastern time. Yep. Um, so, you know, get home from your Saturday shopping or running around with the kids' cricket and basketball or whatever <laughs> um, and sit down in front of the telly and watch the champion Matildas go. Fantastic, Andy. Great chat. Always good to talk to you and appreciate your time. Anya, thanks for having me.